Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of (laughs) The Boss Life with Bonds, where I start with the microphone 10 feet away from me, and it can probably pick up the sound of the semi-trucks outside my house uh, better than it does me. Good morning, Jamie. Guys, before I get into today's episode, I wanted to make a couple of announcements. Uh, By the time you guys listen to this, I fully intend to actually post this one today. Um, But I did want to remind you guys, with Black Friday right around the corner and Cyber Monday, we will be having sales this weekend um, starting on Black Friday. We're going to be launching our apparel store for Mind and Body. If you're watching live, this is my old logo. And it has a picture of a lady meditating and she's got a weight in one hand and a heart in the other. And that's the very essence of mind and body is teaching women how to balance their toughness, right? The the weight um, with their with their with their grace and and their their love and their compassion and all the femininity. So that that was um, the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking of what represents mind and body. How do I explain what we do, who we are and 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 our principles and it's the balance of grace and mental toughness. Uh, That phrase was born out of one of our very first six-week challenges that we ran last year in March. And I just, I remember sending out a message to the ladies, like this journey is not about just disciplining and willpowering your way to success. This journey is about learning to balance, yes, the discipline, but also with the grace. And I think that that is a component that so many women or fitness programs have left out of it, especially if they're really short, right? Like if it's a six week challenge or a 30 day or a 21 day challenge, you're like, oh, I gotta go hard or go home because it's so short. And as a result, you end up not really learning um, some of the principles that help you stay on the journey. And that's why a lot of women or people have a tendency to fall off is because they never got to really understand that for those of us that are fit people, we are not perfect 24-7. We we skip workouts. We have pizza. We go out. We drink. We may miss a week or whatever, but it's who we are. So we just pick up from where we left off. And a lot of people don't really um, quite understand that. So anywho, um, yes, we will be having sales on on the new apparel, the new logo. We're going to have beanies. We're going to have sweaters like this one, long tanks. There's even sports bras with the Mind and Body Fitness logo on it. You best believe you're going to see me rocking some of those. And this is specifically for for those of you that watch the podcast or watch the lives and you love what we're doing, but maybe you're just not in a place where you can like invest in any of the courses or the programs um, or you just it's not really for you, but you want to support this woman, this female led, female owned and operated business. Uh, go ahead and buy something for somebody. Buy a sweater, buy a hoodie. We got resistance bands in there, too, for people doing home workouts. There's a ton of different merch that will be up and live on Friday. Um, another thing that I'm doing, I'm putting together my body by 
my bonds program which is like my signature program like if you've ever trained with me you'll notice some of those like yep that looks like a bonnie written workout i'm gonna have that pdf on there as well for purchase as well as my life coaching courses the boss life blueprint um exponential abundance abundantly aligned and i think again i may throw girl get your life on there as well so look out for those things and before one last announcement for before i hop into the the episode is we had planned to do our second annual get back and give back challenge to start monday but one of the things that i am priding myself on in my business is learning to honor my energy I'm not saying giving myself an excuse to not do what needs to be done, but really paying attention and weighing the cost of burning myself out just to stick to a deadline. Is it going to be worth it? Is this going to be the best use of my time and my energy? Is it going to result in me feeling more burnt out? And the idea of marketing like a mad woman to talk about this challenge that starts Monday while also launching a Shopify store, just it doesn't it doesn't sit well with my spirit. So we're pushing it back to 12.5 to 12.30. What is the get back and give back challenge. This is a four week holiday accountability program for you because I know a lot of people either just completely fall off during the holidays or they wait till January to start. And I think one of the best things that you can do for yourself is start laying a solid foundation so that when January does come, it's not all brand new to you. So in this challenge, uh, you're going to be, you're going to be in our client community with us. We're going to have workout bingo, if you will. So instead of like, you have to do this every day, I want you to pick a few things from the list to do every single day. There's going to be weekly self check-ins. I have a whole sheet for you to walk through and ask yourself to check in with yourself and make sure that you're doing the the, the basics that are going to set you up for a healthy life, right? The, are we walking every day? Are we drinking our water? If you've done any of our challenge, you know what, you know what it is. Uh, the added benefit of this is that you will be in our client community and getting the, the live trainings from myself, Coach Des, Coach Tish, Coach Gabby, and the support is insane. The amount of support that you will get, and that is an aspect that a lot of women are missing from their fitness journey, is that they are doing it all alone. And that is one of our, our um, you know, statements is, sis, maybe you're not doing it wrong, you're just doing it alone. So the Get Back, Give Back Challenge is going to start 12.5 to 12.30. It's $75. And oh, the best part about this challenge is that you're giving back Um, I started this, we did this last year for the first time and we give a portion of the proceeds to Angel Tree Ministries. And this is dear to my heart because as a single mom, uh, before I started the business, definitely had my fair share of benevolence from church, from organizations, from Toys for Tots, from so many sources that made sure that me and the kids had a great Christmas. And when I started my business, I was like, we are going to give back to the causes that resonate and are near and dear to me. So not only are are you getting the accountability and getting the workouts and getting the mindset, getting the nutrition, getting the support, getting uh, what you need to be ready for the new year and your new year, new me, but you're also giving back and helping other family members or helping other families have an awesome Christmas. So even if you don't want to join the challenge, uh, you can always donate so, uh, to that cause and I will put a donation button on that link as well. So be on the lookout. Get Back, Give Back Challenge starts February, Bonnie, starts December 5th, uh, not this Monday, but the following Monday. All right. So that's six minutes, almost seven minutes of an intro. Let's go ahead and get into today. Why I do not get hyped for Thanksgiving and no, it's not what you think. Um, looking at me as a woman of color, you're probably immediately thinking and, you know, with Native American heritage and background, oh, it's probably, you know, because of Christopher Columbus and uh, sh- yeah, 
like that, that definitely plays a part in it, but it's not necessarily at the forefront of my mind anymore because uh, we've been doing our part as a nation to kind of undo some of the interwoven systemic racism. And I know that that word is, is it's a, it offends some people. They'll be like, you know, how, how could you call this country systemic and racism? And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. That's like, I didn't, I didn't have an analogy prepared, but like, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to open that can of worms. I'm not going to open that can of worms. Um, but, um, that that's not why I don't get hyped for the holidays because I think that as a as a nation, especially this new generation, we're doing a great job of calling out uh, some of the pillars in our in our in our nation that have been you know this is just the way it is and and the youth the the thirty somethings and under are like yeah but it was not great for everyone so that's not the soapbox I'm gonna die on I think that they they've done that for me the reason why I don't get hype about Thanksgiving is because my family is not really celebratory. Now, my father's side, they're very celebratory. They get together often. Uh, my cousins are always going downtown together almost every weekend. They used to, uh, as a kid, I used to go over to my aunt's house as, as often as I could. Very celebratory, very family oriented. So not talking about my dad's side of the family at all. But my mom's side of the family is much more reserved. Um, we, we don't really like celebrate. Dinners are always like usually quiet or like, you know, talking about politics or just stuff that wasn't really exciting as a kid. Um, very old school and tradition, like the kids weren't allowed to talk at the table. And I didn't even really feel like I was allowed to talk and have an opinion. Um, even though I became a mom at 14, I didn't really feel like a respected adult in my family until, well, honestly, recently, even in my 20s, I didn't feel like I was... Um, you know, like I could talk. And so in addition to that, just the holiday, like just dinners and us just not being very celebratory, we're the same way with birthdays. Like we would have very quiet birthdays with each other. Hey, what's up? Somebody said, yo, what up? I try not to read the comments and I'm doing a podcast because I get easily distracted, but we never really celebrated. Um, we're very low key. We don't go all out and do big things. And so when I had my kids, that's something that I really, really harped in on is like making my kid's birthday so big and so expressive because that's not what I got growing up. Um, over the years, I've always made sure to, even if I wasn't in the best financial situation, um, I would always reach out to friends who have tickets to the theme parks and, and we would do that around the holidays. I was like, all right, so I can't go crazy for Christmas, but I can make sure that me and the boys go to every single uh, Christmas celebration. I got friends at work at SeaWorld. Um, we can go to Universal. I got friends at work at Universal. We can go to Disney. So that's something that I've just always done as a mom is really try to go all out and make celebrations big. But we did not celebrate very big. And this is how it affected me. And I want you to stop and think about maybe yours isn't Thanksgiving that you don't celebrate. Maybe it's a birthday or maybe it's another holiday. I know I had to deal with recently why I can't stand baby showers. <laughs> and it's because my first I was, when I had my first kid, I was 14. So obviously, I'm not going to get a baby shower. All of my friends, moms and parents are like, hell no, you can't hang out with your friend that's 14 and a kid. So baby and has a kid. So baby showers always stung me. And I never really liked them. And I always avoided them. And then even as an adult at 20, when I was able to have a baby shower for Danny, I had to plan it myself. Baby daddy was like absolutely useless, which he shouldn't have to plan a baby shower. So those always 
like stung me. So when I get invitations for baby showers, I love you too, Nick. I never like I had to deal with why don't I want to go to this woman's baby shower? And I'm like, oh, because there's trauma in my head attached to baby showers. Oh, okay, got it. It's not because I don't love my friend and I don't want to buy her anything for her birthday. And so for me, when I think of Thanksgiving, most people have the memory of sitting around with their family and it's so happy and there's laughter and there's love. But for mine, it's always just been a source of like, I just have to get through this day. And oh my God, me and my sister, we used to always, I hope this doesn't get her in trouble. She's going to be fine. It's legal. We would always run off and go get high out of our minds and then come in and deal with the family and like kind of laugh under our breath over how just crazy and rigid and annoying we are. And we are always the drunk ones and all you guys are always high. I'm like, you guys are crazy. We have to be high and drunk to be around you because you grind our gears. And so for me, that's what I think of Thanksgiving is being out of the house as long as we possibly can and away from my family that is not very affectionate, is not very expressive, and it's just like doom and gloom. And so how did that affect me? It affected me in so many more ways than just not enjoying Thanksgiving. Now, because Thanksgiving is a time where we're supposed to sit down and really, um, reflect on what we have and practice gratitude. And of course we do that. We'd pray before the the dinner. Um, We never, we weren't really big on traditions, right? And I think it's really cute to see families like go around and say what you're grateful for around the table. Um, I think that that is so beautiful, but we don't even really do that. We, most of my mother's family is Catholic. You are so welcome. Most of my family is Catholic, my mom's side. And so they do the, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And everyone rushes through the prayer. Bless us, O Lord, these are gifts that you are about to receive from thy bounty through Christ, our Lord, amen. And I just look up, I'm like, that's not even, you guys, are we even praying? Are you just shooting words out your mouth? So like that always didn't sit well with me. And the fact that we didn't really take time to really talk about what we are grateful for. So it just never really was my holiday. And piggybacking off of that experience, there's another similar experience that it's a source of trauma that I'm now remembering is I remember going to visit family in Alabama as a kid and, you know, part of the Bible Belt. And my grandmother, no warning, by the way, no warning. And also we're Catholic. Catholics aren't really known for quoting scripture and reading the the Bible. Um, They, at this family, they were, they did have traditions and they went around the table and instead of just praying together, you had to quote a Bible verse. And when it got to me, my grandma's looking at me like, child, you don't know a verse. And I'm looking at her like, no, you know, I don't. And I just remember crying and being so embarrassed. And then she said a verse and I had to repeat it after her. And it was, I know it sounds lame, but it was kind of traumatic because it was embarrassing that I didn't know the Bible that nobody taught me and everyone else knew but me. Nobody warned me that this was going to happen. So there's just a lot of like childhood. It's not the worst trauma. So I'm not saying it is, but there's just a lot of trauma around sitting at the table with family and feeling disconnected from them and feeling forced to do something that just seems fake and, and just, you know, treating something like a a, a ritual without meaning. And that really affected me to this day. And you can tell that I'm really big on not doing things if I don't, if my heart's not in it, if it doesn't have real meaning. And so to, to bring that full circle, well, actually, I'm not ready to bring it full circle yet. One more story. Um, because this attitude of Thanksgiving was never like super cemented in my heart um, because it was more of like a forced, uh, like, okay, we're going to say this prayer that nobody really is saying real fast. Uh, we don't go around and really talk about what we're good for or the whole, the you should be grateful for this mindset that is embedded, especially from the older generation that lived through the depression and in my grandmother's case, um, having 
ancestors that are super close to being slaves and stuff like that, like their whole attitude is like, you should just be grateful that you, you know, get to be in this space or that you get to blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't really, I wasn't taught gratitude in the way that I feel was most fruitful or most um, effective. And so this lack of gratitude translated into a lifelong spirit of not really knowing how to express gratitude. And I've seen it show up in my relationships. I've seen it show up in my jobs. And it was, it, it, if you guys know my story, but I'll reiterate for those that don't know or for those that don't know which story I'm talking about, um, I complained so much during the 15 years that I was a server. I complained so freaking much. And I'm looking back now and I'm like, woman, you had the ability to make hundreds of dollars in one shift. And yes, you worked in shithole places. And yes, the things weren't always fair. But there is someone somewhere who's sitting at a desk or working a very hard job and walking away making maybe 50 to $80 a day while you made that on one table. Yes, they aggravated you. Yes, like, but you did it on one table. And I was unable to really see it like that. I just had such a nagging and complaining uh, spirit. And as a result, that made my experience so much worse than it needed to be. There were other servers who were making, who weren't working as hard as me. Like they just had a good energy about them. And so even if they were a shitty server, they made great money because they were grateful for their job where they could make money like that as quickly and easily. And they were appreciative of the flexibility that comes with it. Now, because I didn't really, wasn't taught how to express gratitude and didn't really see it um, in the beautiful light that it should be, I was a very ungrateful person for a long time. And because I couldn't see it, I wasn't aware. I hadn't done the inner work. I had done a lot of church stuff. I had done a lot of ministry. I learned a lot about the Bible and a lot of spiritual development and spiritual leadership even. However, and I will say this again, always and forever, religion is not, and even spirituality, all my woo-woo friends meditating, connecting with your highest self, with your crystals and, and all of this stuff, looking through your third eye chakras. I do that too. Well, maybe not the crystals yet, but everything else. Um, those things, prayer, going to church, doing mission trips, all that stuff. These things are not a replacement for personal development and inner work. Religion and spirituality are not a replacement for personal development. All my fit freaks, you working out, 10 days a week, fit as fuck and disciplined as fuck is not, and you've got a savage mindset that says no matter what, that is not a replacement for personal development and doing the inner work, okay? In a lot of cases, it's actually a mask where we feel like we don't have to do inner work because look at me, I'm on leadership at the church. We don't have to do the inner work because look at me, I've learned how to meditate and tap into my inner goddess and my divine feminine energy. So I'm gonna ignore all of my childhood trauma and wounds that have made me actually toxic in my femininity. No, boo-boo, you still have to do some of that inner work and that healing. And so I didn't realize that that was the issue. You know, I had I had always been in positions of leadership, whether it's at work, never management, because you make way more money as a server than you do as a manager, but always seen as a leader in workplaces, was in leadership at church, but didn't do a lot of the inner work, didn't even know that that was a thing. And so for me, the inner work was learning how to be grateful, because in every season, in every job that I was stuck in, and so mad at God at it for not delivering me from 
and opening the door for this and why do I have to work so hard and I'm stuck here and how come I can't like all of the things when I look back at every single job that I had the tides turned for me right the doors opened up for the next level and the next stage in my life when I finally truly became grateful and appreciative for the season that I was in not when there was a job that finally opened up or anything else. It was always in a direct correlation with me becoming aware of, 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 of my, my, how, how much, how blessed I was for everything that I was complaining about. And I shit you not, it was almost always like instantaneous. My situations would change. When I realized at NBC, like after I was coming out of my depression, when I finally woke up, I was like, yo, okay, you didn't get to become a pastor for whatever reason. Okay, yo, you didn't, not doing so well at Hilton sales because sales calls is not really your thing, not for a timeshare. Okay, however, and this is this is the story. I remember working at Hilton. I went there to um, try to prove, I was trying to like, um, why, why am I stumbling over words? It was December, 2016. And I was going through one of the lowest seasons in my life. And Lord Hilton was going to take me lower. I wish I had known, but it needed to happen. And I saw all my friends from church that were there making buku money, making thousands of dollars a week, uh, from commission. And I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. Cause I feel so sad that I'm still serving and that nothing is getting better. So I got to try this. And I tried it. And because I was depressed, and not very confident, I did not make a good sales agent at all. So I never really got a lot of commission. So it sucked ass. And that post that I wrote the other day with those notes that I would write to myself, I would write those notes to myself while I was working at Hilton crying in between calls because I wasn't making any sales. And I was like, Bonnie, things are going to get better. Maybe not today, but soon. Maybe not tomorrow, but soon. And I would write myself notes to keep myself from running outside in front of a freaking semi truck. Oh. But um, I ended up switching departments because I was not making any sales and I switched to the reservation side and I was like, this should be easier. But that was also commission based. I had to, you know, the people that my friends were selling all these packages to, I had to confirm their packages and save them because most people would have buyers or more. It's like, wait a minute, is this really for a timeshare? Wait a minute. And and I was the worst one in there. I was like, you really don't want it? Okay, well, that's okay. I'll go ahead and cancel it for you. I was canceling packages left and right. And they're like, Bonnie, um, so we've noticed that people, you know, you, you have a lot of callbacks scheduled for people. And I'm like, yeah, like you're supposed to do it in one call. And I was like, well, whatever. So I wasn't doing so great there either. And I was feeling really down about myself. Like, dang, I can't do anything besides wait tables. Fuck, man. And my best friend, love you, Matthew, Matthew Thomas. We, we had a tradition where we would always go to Halloween Horror Nights. And since I still worked at Universal part-time, I could go for free whenever I wanted. So he came into town for Halloween Horror Nights and we got a room at Cabana Bay Hotel. And I remember we, we had a good time and it was a great, you know, great time, but we were like in the pool. And I remember when it happened, when I was, we were, we were laying in the pool, relaxing. And I thought to myself, man, I've worked at Universal a long time and I don't really use these resorts very often. I can come here whenever I want for really cheap. Hmm, man, I'm trying to homeschool Danny, who I just found out has ADHD. So that's that's a shit show all in itself. I'm working full time at Hilton and not making any commission. So that's 40 hours of my week right there. And then I got to work all weekend at NBC to make up for the money I'm not making at Hilton. So I don't have any days off because I'm trying to prove to myself and prove to the world that I'm more than a server 
when if I would just go back to serving full time, I would be making good money again. And maybe if I utilize some of the blessings I have, like the ability to come hang out at this resort or play at this park whenever I want, maybe I wouldn't be so miserable. And like within an instant, I like I woke up and I was like, dude, you have so much going for you right now. It may not be what you had in mind, but man, you what you're trying to do is clearly not working. Trying to to fit your circle self in a square uh, hole. I don't know why I can't do that analogy, but what you're doing, it's not working, Bonds. You've been serving for a while. You've been raising your kids on your own with this occupation. Did it ever occur to you that you think God is punishing you by making you stay in these restaurants that you hate and you feel like you're not, you know, that great, but like God is blessing you. You have, you don't have to work 40 hours a week to make good money unless you want to. You can pick up shifts. You can trade shifts. You can, you get PTO as a server. You got full time, girl. What restaurant have you ever worked at that offers you full time and benefits as a waitress and you make good money? You don't go back to that restaurant. And I did. And when I did, everything changed. Anyone that is close to me or that watched that story from that day forward, um, from October, because it was Halloween Horror Nights, to March, I think that's also when I started my fitness journey. I was working with my coach then to Brenda. My life just started to spiral upwards from there. Um, I quit the job at Hilton and I started exercising. And because you exercise, you know, you get good endorphins and you just start feeling good about yourself. Like literally the, the chemical, the biochemistry of your brain changes. So now I'm, I'm hype and I have, you know, energy. And by the time March rolled around, the girl that went from being someone that would break down in the middle of her shift from depression, like in the middle of the floor, like I'd be running food and I would think about how miserable I was and just burst into tears and have to like wipe my face before I get to the table on a regular basis. That girl is now in the restaurant, happy to be there, um, hyping everybody up, back to my butt slapping ways, a freaking HR nightmare I was, um, and just like full of energy and alive again, happy to take tables, happy to work doubles, so happy at this place that just a few months prior, I was cursing God about and was so miserable. And I quickly went from like being uh, the, the the person that the managers are like, oh God, Bonnie, she's gonna show up late, she's gonna complain, she's gonna mess up an order, whatever, to becoming employee of the month and having a parking spot with my freaking name on it and my face in the company newsletter. Because I shifted the way that I viewed something before I thought it was a curse, but it was actually a blessing. Nothing changed, Universal didn't change. Nothing changed. I changed my perspective. I started to replace this aggravation with gratitude. I started to view this job that I thought was a curse and it was breaking me down every single day into something that like, oh my God, I get it now, God. You gave me this job to carry, to raise my kids in this season. I was able to go to school with this flexible shift serving a flexible schedule. I've been able to take vacations. I've been able to take mission trips. What job, Bonnie, would you, do you know where you can make almost 50K a year and have all this free time? And I'm like, how could you, no, mind you, I wasn't always making that because I was a bad server for a while because I was miserable and moody and, and snappy. Um, but what I'm saying is that I, my gratitude, my, my lens, my perspective of the situation changed and so my situation changed. And I think that a lot of times, I know a lot of people that are going through some really crappy situations right now, and you're waiting for the situation to change for you to be grateful for what you have. 
you're waiting for your income to increase for you to be grateful for your job. My income did not increase at Hilton. Um, I didn't magically start making more money at Universal until I decided to start being grateful for the opportunity to do so. I was looking at my checks from Hilton for my 40 hours and I'm like, dude, two weeks, $900. I can make that in one week serving. What am I doing here? <laughs> so I went back and I started to, 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 my energy changed and everything started to spiral up there, up from there. And so the nugget that I want to share with you, and I've already shared it, is that you will stay in a season for as long as it takes for you to learn to be grateful for what the season is trying to teach you. And I say that lesson a lot, but I wanted to put it in the light of Thanksgiving. And this is why I don't get hype about it. Because from that day, I started to look back at my life and see how much misery I had caused myself because of my lack of gratitude to situations. Now, hear me out. I'm not like completely like perfect. I um, There's a relationship in my life that I realized I'm going back and replaying it. I'm like, wow, I really did not express a lot of gratitude for what this person did in my life. I, wow. And you start to realize that situations, relationships, things that you thought were you were being attacked or you were the victim or things, you know, didn't go your way, whatever it is, you start to realize that, hey, maybe I didn't, I wasn't in the right. Maybe I took that situation or that person for granted. And that's why our relationship went south. Maybe I'm taking my job for granted. And that's why my, my employer doesn't want to give me more hours or be flexible with my shift or why my significant other doesn't wanna go out of their way for me or doesn't wanna go 50-50 with me because they've done it already, but because I was in my head, or like I said before, you haven't done the inner work and, and really see that you are the problem. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Um, when you do those things, you get to see your life through a different lens. And it is one of the most freeing experiences ever. So if you are stuck in a season, I want you to ask yourself, how much gratitude am I expressing for this season, even though it doesn't look like how I want it to look? And I'm almost done. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, this past Monday uh, for the Mind and Body team meeting, we started with a gratitude meditation. And it was so, and it was, it was a little different because usually, I don't know, the, um, I do all kinds of meditations, but the lady starts off talking about your body. And she's like, think about your body. Think about how grateful you are for your body. And I'm like, this is not. I'm so grateful for those loud cars. Amen. That means I'm in the apartment I wanted to move into. Okay. You see my face. But I didn't want to start off with a meditation about how grateful we are for our bodies. But I did it. And as she started to talk, I began to think about one of my old coworkers from NBC. Oh my God, love you, Reese, love you so much. And she starts talking about body parts and she's like, think about a body part that maybe you used to be ungrateful for, you were embarrassed of. Think about what it's done for you. Think about, you know, all this stuff. And immediately, as soon as she said that, I thought about my legs and how I can, well, one, my legs are my favorite part of my body. Oh my gosh, my quads are popping. But even before I started weight training and bodybuilding, like my legs were always my favorite part of my body. And I was like, I, I walk with my legs. My legs take me to and from places. Um, my legs, a girl tried to come jump me at my house one day and this powerful leg uh, kicked that female right in her solar plexus and she went flying. Probably not the best example, but I'm saying my legs have done a lot of awesome things. Um, 
my legs have enabled me to be able to be a server and make so much money for my family and support ourselves. If I didn't, you know, have legs, I can do that. Um, my legs, I have, I live on the second floor. I can go up and down the stairs with my legs. My mom can't go up and down. My mom can't come visit me in my apartment. And the reason why I brought up my friend Reese is because Reese worked at NBC with us and Reese from the knee down, he does not have the, the rest of his legs. And Reese was one of the hardest workers in that building. Reese would go up and down the stairs just like all of us. Reese, even though on his hands didn't have, his, his hands don't look like yours and mine. I don't really remember what they look like, but I wanna say he either had like three fingers on one hand, I can't remember, but Reese would carry bus tubs while those of us with all 10 digits are complaining. Reese would carry a tray on his hand, even though he didn't have a hand that has all of the same digits, amount of digits as we do. And I start, I was like, and this man gets up and does it every single day. <sighs> wow. So when I think about gratitude and when I think about how hard it is sometimes for us to express gratitude, I'm not saying you always have to think of people who don't have what you have, but it doesn't hurt to really take the very basic things that you take for granted and realize that there is a reality and there is a world where you could not have those things. One of the biggest teachers, and apparently it didn't do much because it took me a while to get it, of, <laughs> of gratitude for me was, was going on missions trips with the church. Because when we would go there, there's never AC, never. We were always in Central America because I was not ready to go to Europe or anything. I, we, I've been to Mexico, been to Nicaragua at least three times, um, Costa Rica, and I'm forgetting one. Gosh darn it, it was Costa Rica, Nicaragua three times, and then Mexico. No, I think that's it. And there is, you know, a lot of times we'd be, you know, peeing outside. We didn't have running water. We didn't have AC, mosquitoes. It smells interesting, whatever. We didn't have, you know, the best food. And it made me come home each time. I remember my return from my first missions trip. I fell to my knees in my living room and I just started bawling, crying because I went to go turn on the AC because it was hot. And I was like, thank you. AC. I have AC. The little kids, the moms, they didn't have AC. They didn't have AC. The kid was wearing the same diaper for like a week. Oh my God. And so if you were someone that's like me that had struggled to really find gratitude in the, the, the regular things in life, maybe you should get out of your comfort zone and visit places, do a missions trip or go do some community service work. And I'm wrapping it up, I promise, with this. The reason why I don't get hype about Thanksgiving is because as corny as it sounds, we should be a people that are thankful all of the time. It shouldn't take the holidays for you to all of a sudden start practicing gratitude. It shouldn't take the holidays for you to decide to, to, to remember that, hey, I should, you know, support a nonprofit or go do something for someone else without being asked to or volunteer somewhere. Um, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we compartmentalize that facet of ourselves to one month of the year or two months of the year. It's kind of the same reason why people struggle to stay consistent with their fitness journeys because they compartmentalize it to, okay, in January, I go hard, but then in the last seasons of the year, I don't. And it's like, imagine if this was just who you were. 
imagine if you didn't just practice gratitude, do community service in the fall and in the winter, but you were just a person that serves and is grateful year round. Imagine if you didn't wait until the new year, new me to, to start, you know, your exercise journey and you were just a woman or a man that is active. Imagine how much more impactful, imagine how much better your quality of life would be if you didn't try to compartmentalize aspects of your life that have the potential to have a literal domino effect in every area of your life. It's the it's it's such a cliche and I know that when you're going through the shit it is very hard to see this but an attitude of gratitude is literally the thing that changed my life. When I decided to start being grateful despite in spite because of that is when my world radically changed. Not when I was waiting for a miracle. Not when the right place at the right time or I had waited long enough and God was done watching me suffer. That's not when my life changed. My life changed when I took a step back and looked and was like, I get to have this. I get to have that. I get to be here. I get to do these things. And the moment I did that, my world started to spiral upward. And I want to encourage you this holiday season, don't be that person. You know, like how there's people that wait for the, the new year. Like I, I'm like, don't be that person that waits for the new year because you think it's the right time. And it's like the right time is, is whenever you decide is the right time. Don't be that person that's like, I'm only going to be thankful and express gratitude during the holidays. And then the entire rest of the year, I'm going to have the whiny, sad bitch, annoying, complaining post. Why am I lonely? Why don't I have a job? Life is so hard. Well, that's easy to do. But what's not easy to do is take a step back and look at what role you are playing, your mindset, your energetics, what role you are playing in your life. Because whether, regardless of your religious beliefs, boo-boo, you are a co-creator of your life. You get to decide whether your life is going to stay this shit show, pity party, drama filled, chaos, from one issue to another, from one drama to another, from one drama friendship, from one drama with the family every day. It's like a fucking novella. You get to choose whether that's the life that you want to live or whether you're going to step back and start taking personal ownership for the fact that your mindset and your energetics and how you show up in the world determines where your life goes and the experience that you have. So let's not keep it to just one day to be thankful and eat lots of food and be gluttonous and and then and then turn around and become a monster during Black Friday and then for the rest of the year you're not grateful. You know, you're crazy running around trying to buy all these gifts, not an ounce of gratitude in you. You're just I need this, I need this, I got to be No, man. Imagine what you would look like. Imagine what your world would look like if you took a step back and you really started to take ownership over your feelings and how you show up on this earth. Imagine what doors would be open and available to you. There are some things that will not be unlocked in your life until you take that key of gratitude and put it in there and unlock it. That's what it's waiting for. That's what that's what my life was waiting for. I thought I was waiting for a husband to make my life better and help me take care of my kids and then that would end my financial issues. That didn't come. I thought when I graduated college that that meant, okay, now I get to be a full-time pastor and I'm going to you know, be able to support my family and do what I love, helping people and, and, and teaching and letting God use me. That didn't happen. I thought, okay, well, when I get into this, this call center where I have the potential to make a lot of money, then my life will change. No, none of those things mattered. 
because my heart was still not where it needed to be to be the woman that could step into that season. And I know I said I was going to wrap it up like 10 minutes ago. That is the basis of what we do at Mind and Body is we help women uncover like the the mindset blocks that they don't realize are the actual thing keeping them from unlocking the next season of their life. We help women embody that version of herself because as long as you're always seeing yourself as your lower self, it's going to be very hard to show up as your higher self, the one that has the key that unlocks the next season. So if you'd like to know more about what we do at Mind and Body, how we do it, what sort of things that we offer, again, we're going to have a lot of stuff on sale this Black Friday. Um, If you're not already tuned into the podcast, I know a lot of you guys are watching this live, do me a favor and go to Spotify or iTunes and subscribe to The Boss Life with Bonds. That would help me out so much. And then last but not least, we are starting to put up more content on the YouTube channel. I'm going to be spending a lot more time in that space as well, especially with the podcast because we can reach more people there. Um, But And last but not least, you can always shoot me a DM and we can discuss like, hey, the things that you're talking about really resonate with me. Um, This work that you're talking about doing, I've been doing it on my own, but haven't really seen the results that you talk about or the ones that I've seen you do. And I would like to go deeper with that. That is what I do when I work one-on-one with women is we do that work. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in and being here and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I love you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. Have the best weekend of your entire life. And again, be on the lookout for all the things pop in mind and body throughout this holiday weekend. Peace.